Welcome back to the Youth Football Podcast. I am Adam Murray, your host, joined as ever by my co-host, Robbie McDonald. And Robbie, it has been a while. Tell everyone, where have we been? Yeah, we've been done. We had a little, a little break from summer, Adam. Got a, a nice break from you, but back again today. Start of a new season. Excited to get going. Had some fantastic football back at the weekend, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, lots to get through today, of course. First of all, we'll be talking about Scotland, not just the, the men's side, unfortunately, lost to England last night, but of course the under-21s, under-19s, all of the Scotland youth teams who have been in action during the international break this week. And as of always, our bread and butter um, is our youth football, grassroots football. Um, we have two very special guests that will help us get through that today. Angus Blacklock and Jay Blakely are fantastic journalists or out at games at the weekend covering Moorlands versus Blantyre and Andrew, McK- Andrew McKinnon, sorry, football charity match, respectively. Um, before we get into that, Angus, Jay, welcome back. Um, we've missed your faces. Anyone get up to anything interesting over the summer? Nah, not massively, just a nice break from uh, football. Um, but happy to be back covering the game at the weekend there. I'm looking forward to getting out to many more this season. This is... This must be the most boring team of all time. Did you get up to anything over the summer? Not a single person has, has said anything. That is that is an absolute disgrace. Do you know what? No wonder we have we have been limited to doing a to, to doing a podcast with with our Wednesday afternoons because clearly nobody has anything else better to do. I'll tell everyone what I got up to during the summer. Um, started off, and in, in fact, do you know what? Robbie was in Korea and we've just missed that. Robbie, tell us about your summer. No, I had a, a fair few weeks away. Had a good time. Good time in Korea. Had a few days in Hong Kong and a month month in Korea. So very different culture, different, very different to here. But another country passionate about football. I managed to interview a Korean footballer out there as well for YFS. So it was a good, a good time. Yeah, great to see um, at least one of today's quartet was able to weave the Scottish Central belt um, by the sounds of it. Anyway, lads, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit moody this morning. I think everybody probably knows why, um, because Angus, last night, I believe you were also there, um, it wasn't a good night for Scotland. No, it wasn't. Uh, I think it hurts more because everyone was going into it with so much confidence. Everybody thought for the first time alongside you think you're playing a top seed. You've won, you've won your first five qualifying games, a great run. And uh, it was just very deflating, a very sobering experience, I think, last night. Jay, have you booked flights to, to Germany for next summer yet? I have, actually, yeah. Just uh, um, the weekend there, we decided to just go away and just go for it. Because let's be honest, we are there. I was actually at the game last night myself as well. Um, yeah, echo what Angus said there. It's a bit of a reality check, let's be honest. But what an occasion to be there. You know, Scotland-England game, first time we've played each other. Um, I know we recently played the Euros, but there weren't many fans there. But at Hamden since 2017, and the atmosphere was was fantastic. Just unfortunately, not the result. But I'll be there in Germany. What about you guys? Absolutely, I'll, de- I'll definitely be there. But the, you know, the, the pessimist in me is 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 reluctant to book flights until you know until we have qualification mathematically guaranteed. I think it's we only need two points, don't we? Two points. But I think um, chances are, I would imagine we will qualify. Two days before we play France, because if you would think if you go by favourites in each game, we'll lose, lose to Spain. Um, 
Norway will beat Cyprus, but then they play Spain two days before we play France. So they'll probably lose that game, which would, would guarantee our qualification. But listen, it's not done yet. Um, but Robbie, enough about the, the men's team letting us down this week. We had uh, some interesting youngsters to watch from from the uh, from the youth the youth teams at under 21s and, and, and under 19s. A couple of goals for Alfie Bavage and, and Ryan Oney for the 19s, two players that, that, that you like. Yeah, two very good players. A good team as a whole, under-19s. I know that they, they played two friendlies this time round. They lost their first one 3-0 to Belgium, which is a disappointing result, but Belgium are obviously one of the kind of stalwarts, especially in youth football. And But to come back, a 2-2 draw with Czech Republic, another good team, is a good result for the young boys. And most of all, one of the I best knew he was going to say, I Scotland. knew it was coming. I was just waiting for it. Um, the are bad for Czech Republic. <laughs> a Highland boy, Dylan Smith. How how impressive is that young man? Oh, Robbie is every spoke about it. He's a, pod- he's a podcast favourite. I talk about him every week and I've just been proven right once again, getting that armband wrapped oh. around him. Captain, for the listeners that don't have the the privilege of seeing Robbie's wonderful podcast notes, um, it says best youth player in Scotland, Dylan Smith, handed captain's armband for check game. So that's a a bold a bold claim from from Robbie, but uh, no bias attached to that whatsoever from from our staggy over there. But fair play, Robbie, he is a, he is a, is a top player. But Angus, I wanted to chat to you about the under twenty ones because um, you and I both had the the privilege of getting to go along to, to the Orium to speak to, to Josh Doig and to Ryan Duncan ahead of that, that match against Spain. Great experience, but just fell short against Spain. Yeah, disappointing. I think the the, the side played really well, um, managed to hold out against one of the, the European Championship runners-up at that level, um, but disappointing to uh, concede that late goal. But just in general, I think main positive was Ben Doak, another great performance from him. A really exciting player. Uh, I think I don't think it'll be too long before he's in the senior setup. It depends, obviously, on his game time at Liverpool and if he manages to play there. And I think I, we could see him maybe in the next squad, maybe for the friendly against France. Who knows? We'll wait and see. But good to speak to um, Josh Dog and Ryan Duncan, who both have uh, the chat, who both have aims of making it to the senior scoring that's what you need to be as an under 21 player is to have that goal and drive to get into the senior squad yeah Ben Doak's a fantastic footballer isn't he Angus Jay how impressed are you with this young Liverpool man do you think that it's time that he should be able to get the, the step up into the first team or do you think that'll come at a later date I think it definitely will come probably sooner rather than later I noticed that he's actually been included in Liverpool's Europa League squad so I believe Liverpool obviously that's not the level they want to be at I've noticed in previous years with Arsenal and Manchester United playing at that level, they've, give, they've given youth players a chance and Jurgen Klopp definitely likes the look of this kid. I remember distinctly seeing him at a Scotland-Iceland game last season at Fir Park and honestly, you could just tell even then, just you know, at that level, it was, I believe that was still under 21 level at his age, he just stood apart. He's a, he's a different class. I've heard people, you know, it's quite a, a big statement say he could be our, you know, our Wayne Rooney. That sort of player, he just looks, he's, he's a really raw talent, but he's just, he's just got, he's got that drive, determination, unbelievable ability, um, and he could be a, a big player for us going forward, and let's just hope so, because we could really use a star like that in the forward areas. 
I think Liverpool being in the Europa League is great for Scotland because you look at like, you, the big teams that are in the Europa League, they typically do not put out the strongest team when they have games at the weekend. Like a big game Liverpool might have is a big six team. They're not going to play your Mohamed Salahs or whoever. So I think you might get you might get game time in the Europa League games, which would be great for Scotland because you play more regularly and who knows, we might see him in that squad next month too play against France away I think I think that's a game he should target personally yeah it does get much harder for the under 21s in a game away to Spain they did well it was the 80 83rd minute that they conceded the goal I believe it was the Real Sociedad midfielder Turrientes who got the got the winning goal in Juan but I think that the games should be a bit easier. They're coming. They're playing Hungary at home next. They've got a double header at home to Hungary and Malta in October. So hopefully they'll be able to get a, a few points back and try and build towards that World Cup qualification. Definitely, I think that's got to be the end. And I think back at back at home soil, having the crowd uh, could definitely help the under twenty one squad. But bounce back from Spain, I think, is the main aim for the under twenty ones. How good an experience was the press conference for Youngis? No, it was great to go along, uh, great to cover it for YFS and speak to both Josh Dogg and Ryan Duncan ahead of the game. Um, hopefully some other volunteers or journalists will get the opportunity to do that with YFS in the future months. How good was Josh Dogg, Angus? He was brilliant, wasn't he? I joined, oh, he was top he and, yeah, I think uh, Brian McLaughlin, who was there from the BBC, said if, if only they were all like that when uh, Josh Dogg finished speaking because... He just comes in, he's, he's full of enthusiasm and I think you can, you can also see that level of maturity that he has that a lot of the other under-21s don't have. That He's now three years into, into his senior career. He's, he's moved away from home. Um, he's, he's moved away to Italy, trying to learn a new language. Um, doesn't live with his parents anymore. It, it, it seems like someone who's ready to you know, take on the, the, the kind of upper echelons of European football now and I absolutely love Josh Doig as a player but after speaking to him that day Angus he's just he's just a brilliant boy isn't he yeah he's he's got he shows that level of maturity I think and I think his moving away to Italy has really helped him with that I think you can see it in him that he's I think he he's probably ready for the senior squad but you know we've got two of the best left backs in Europe uh, in his position at the moment it's just typical that we find another good left back but He's got that maturity as well and, and that enthusiasm to definitely go to the top. But captain of the 21s at the moment is not definitely no mean feat for him. Yeah, I think he was absolutely loving the opportunity to, to speak in his fluent Lothian tongue as well without having, having people uh, fail to understand him. He was, he was just, um, just keen to talk to everyone, um, ourselves, the, the written press and... Uh, you know, it just seemed like he could sit there all day and, and talk about football. I don't think he, he gets to do that much when he's over on, over in Italy. I think it's just him and his missus that are, that are currently out there. Um, that'll be the only Scottish interaction he gets unless he, you know, plays against Liam Henderson or or, uh, or, or Lewis Ferguson in League Fiction. But no, he's, a, he's an absolutely fantastic player and, and hopefully he can go right to the top. And, you know, I don't know, might see him in, uh, in, in Germany next summer. Um, but right, uh, enough of these big-time ballers. Um, last weekend we had the, the Youth Scottish Cup kick-off the, the Scottish Youth FA Cup first round matches being played um, lads we need to do a, a quick little whip round and get our own experiences of playing in the Scottish Cup um, unfortunately my own experience isn't great 
in this competition, I don't think I've ever got further than round three, maybe. Round three, round four. Anyone, anyone else got further than that? I can't say that. I have played in the Scottish Cup. I don't like. Per, I've not played in the Scottish Cup per se. I had a couple of a couple of runs in the Scottish Schools Cup in primary, but most of them ended in pretty heartbreaking circumstances. I remember playing for Fox Cover in primary six. It would have been, and we got through the first round, like Edinburgh, like the, so the Schools Cup. They used to do is little tournaments, and we managed to get through the the first cup, the Edinburgh section, pretty easily. And that gave us a shot at the kind of south of Scotland. And we got absolutely robbed by a referee. Scored a perfectly good goal. We were 1-0 down. Can't remember who it was against. And we scored a perfectly, perfectly good goal to equalise. Boy gets wiped out. Teammate Nixon in front gets the ball just as he's about to shoot. Ref blew the whistle for a free kick to us. And no advantage, even though ball fired into the top corner. Pulls it back for the free kick, which was duly skied over the bar, and that was us out of the cup. Yeah, good to see Robbie's over it. No, never over <laughs> it. Never will. So I actually think that, um, like under thirteens and under fourteens level, I think the winners of that of the eventual thirteens and fourteens uh, Scottish Scottish Youth FA Cup um, probably have the right to say they've won the hardest competition in Scottish football, because if you think of the number of teams that are participating. In, in those as well more than the number of teams that participate in the you know the senior Scottish Cup or, or even the Scottish Amateur Cup that's that's oh, hundreds and hundreds potentially even thousands of teams um, you know at, at 13s and 14s level so that, that's, a, that's a massive achievement if you ever get that far especially in the senior especially in the senior Scottish Cup are the teams the teams that are likely to win it always come in late they come in the kind of third round fourth round yeah. These teams have to go round after round after round against opposition that can be from leagues and leagues above them. Yeah, you need, you like, need to win. Yeah, I think you've got a good point there. You've, 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 you've got to play probably 10 rounds at those early stages minimum to, to get to the final. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's quite incredible. Jay, any Scottish Cup memories you'd like to share with us? Oh, of course. I got to a final once. A Scottish Cup final? Honestly. Got to a Scottish Cup final. It was... A really emotional day for me and my family. Wow. Whose alarm is that? What is that? Whose alarm's going off? Yeah, that was my shoot combination fire alarm. Wednesday. Oh. Um, <laughs> you timed that, 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 that one well, Angus. That's the week, the weekly drill you just failed to tell us about before we started. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. You rudely interrupted Jay's blagging of a story Jay please continue Jay, Jay's absolute lie let's hear it oh come on it was an emotional day for me and my family I've never been so nervous I was in my bedroom with a suit on football manager Patrick Fissel Scottish Cup final <laughs> <laughs> and the suit on the wee flower beat 4-0 off Celtic so that's my only Scottish Cup memory sadly, <laughs> sadly I was a late bloomer and I didn't play much um, as a youngster but um you know, decent five and seven aside goalkeeper these days, but unfortunately, no memories. I, I prefer to watch. And we'll get some great games in the Scottish <laughs> Cup. Uh, a true reporter. No, what are the? It, it can be heartbreaking though. These these competitions. Um, my little brother got to the the Scottish Cup final under fifteens. Um, done really really well, and you know they like smashed the league that year. Were, were strong strong favourites to to win the final against 
uh, Long Nidri Villa, who were kind of mid-table in their own division, were on a brilliant, brilliant run. Um, and I remember, I can't remember if it was the last minute of normal time or the last minute of extra time that they they conceded, that you know, right at the depth. Right at the death after missing a couple of good chances, and you know, I'm sure my brother won't mind me mentioning he was in tears. His teammates were in tears, and you know, it's I was that's, that's emotional. Like these kids play hours and hours and hours of football, and that's you know the, the ultimate prize. But listen, it's, it's football has got to be winners and losers. And on the day, I think on the day that beat them in that final deserve to win it. So I, if I hear of anyone with through growing up that says they've, they've played in the Scottish Cup final at any level. Or even if they haven't been successful, fully fully commend them because that is a, a remarkable achievement. Um, but like enough of us like talking mince about our our own shortcomings in in this particular competition. Let's let's hear from a couple of our younger reporters who are right in amongst it just now. Um, we had some debuts at the weekend for some of our new reporters. Reese and Max are two youngest um, reporters. Were trying something a little bit different. Um, they were trying their hand. At match day vlog, so let's get a little taste of, of, of what Reese was able to discover at Leith Athletic versus Edinburgh South under 17s, where Edinburgh South progressed after a good game against a team in the league below. Hi, guys, and welcome to what is the first video here at YFS. It is the first round of the Scottish Cup, we just kicked off here, and uh, you know, it looks like it'll be a very good game. Uh, only a division separating the sides today. And both have had uh, quite a good start to the season, especially Leith Athletic winning the first game. Still yet to play the second, and I believe that'll be some point midweek. But, um, you know, both sides look like they could really have a, a good goal against each other. Not too much difference between the size and quality, um, which is all you can ask for in a cup tonight. And, you know, we've got some really good individual talent as well. We've got some really good talent on the wings and uh, saw the fences from both sides so it'll be very interesting to see um, how it goes today and yeah hopefully we'll be able to speak to the managers at full time and the coaches sorry and some of the players as well fantastic work from from reese lads i i, I really i really like reese i met him a few times um before i know he has his own his own personal um youtube channel that he'd done vlogs for so he's more experienced in, in that field than us but it's great to see the, the young talent coming through there yeah, he's a very young boy, obviously still in school, but you can just you can see already he speaks fantastically well. He speaks better than some of our older members, some of who are on this podcast right now. We have, if you think Reese was great for his age, um, which he is, God, we've got someone even younger in our ranks now. Max, who I believe is still only twelve years old, um, was out at Morton Community versus Johnston, but it was a narrow win. For Johnson Borough, a fantastic game of football, but an even more fantastic vlog from our youngster and I believe our youngest ever member of the volunteer team. Let's hear it from Max. We're on our way to Parkley to watch 2009's Scottish Cup action between Morton the Community and Johnson Borough. Morton started in 2013 and worked very closely with the pro team. They also have girl teams and hockey teams, so a great community club in Inverclyde. Borough Juniors have been in the news recently for signing two ex-Rangers players, Kyle Lafferty and Graham Dorns. The O-9s have started their season spectacularly with five straight league wins, but anything can happen on Cup Day. So, I'm off for a bacon roll at the Dubs Road Cafe. I love them from there. They're probably the best in Scotland. We're just about set off, so we'll see you guys at Parkley. Yep, great work for, from Max out of the games. Max and Reese. you know 
Robbie, I think I think I think these two lads are coming for their jobs soon. I know. I can I can certainly see them being a youth football Scotland podcast ho- host in the years to come. And to be honest, I can imagine they'll probably do a better job than we have. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's probably it's probably not hard. Now we'll get we'll, we'll definitely get them on on soon doing a fantastic job. And, you know, it's great to see this kind of different, unique angle, Angus, as well for for coverage of of, of youth football. You know, there's. Football vloggers have, have been kind of growing in, in prominence and in popularity in the last decade or so. Uh, they've, I think they've done a fantastic job of covering um, grassroots football, but not particularly grassroots youth football. That's not something that I think you know your uh, your top vloggers have, have really tapped into. So it's, it's great to see Reese and Mark, uh, Reese and Max, sorry, potentially being the, the trailblazers for that type of content. Definitely, I think. It gives it gives you the unique angle to what you would usually get from a match day coverage, um, the sort of coverage that we we do usually, um. So it's great to get that sort of different content to put out on the socials. Yeah, very well done to to Reese and Max at their games at the weekend. Um, better job than yourself, Jay. You 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 were at a game. I think they're they're gunning for you as well. Tell us what what, what did what did you make of of Moorlands versus Blandy? Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Um, yeah, oh, definitely, and I'll be a job no time soon. I mean, journalist of the year. I mean, I'm not going to hold that for long. Um, but it's good to see those guys producing the type of content they're doing. We talk about footballers, Jude Bellingham, 17 year old. Hate to bring it up, you know, Dylan Smith doing so well for us, counting at 17 as well. I mean, we're, we're ancient compared to that. We're old news. But anyway, for the meantime, I'm still. I, here. I can't believe you just slipped in uh, journalist of the year as if nobody would notice it. <laughs> Sorry, I mean we'll get on to the more triumphs of that day later. I, del- I deliberately left it out of the introduction because I didn't want you to claim any credit for it. But you know, oh. what? I'll, g- I'll give you it. Continue. Anyway, so yeah, Moorlands were hosting Blantyre Soccer Academy at Hamilton Palace. This was under 13's Scottish Cup. So, as I said, we we're talking about earlier, a very competitive level, even though. Blantyre Soccer Academy were in the division above. So I got there, it was at Hamilton Palace. Interestingly, Moorlands 2008s were playing Blantyre Victoria right next to them. But no, it was a fantastic game, um, full of stories, full of great performances. It finished in the end 8-2 to Blantyre Soccer Academy against Moorlands. But it was a very competitive game in the opening stages. It was actually goalless until about five minutes before half time. I just want to give a special mention, and I gave a a particular note to him in my match report to the goalkeeper for Moorlands, Luke Melrose, who, Robbie, you, you'll have seen me playing goal um, at five and seven aside. Unfortunately, wasn't able to pull on the gloves, unlike Angus, in the YFS Cup. But Luke Melrose for Moorlands put in a fantastic performance. We've all been there on the other end of a, an unfortunate scoreline, but honestly, he spurred his teammates on throughout the game. So special mention to him. But there was a hat-trick, a first-half hat-trick inside five minutes for Lantyre Soccer Academy. Now, when it comes to picking my other matches in these games, you'll, you kind of have to give it to the, the boy who scores a hat-trick. So Cole Leffham put in a performance of the highest um, standard with his first half hat-trick that really opened the floodgates and put his team in the driving seat for this one. It was a very competitive match, um, full of quality from both sides. Also, um, the consolation goals um, in the second half for Moorlands was another fantastic double, um, and that would go to Leo Burns, who scored a brace. His second was a fantastic chip from just inside the box. So a thoroughly enjoyable game to watch, um, fantastic game to report on, 
And one final note, if you're a dog walker in uh, Hamilton Palace and you see a young guy with glasses doing his piece to camera, please don't throw your dog's ball right in the shot because I took about 17 attempts at doing my match report at the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going for him. Unfortunately, I didn't get the club. Jay's just called out a, a dog walker. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of local to Hamilton, so maybe they know my face and maybe someone's coming for me. Yeah, well, Jay, I think if, if you want to have a, a career in, in broadcasting, if I can remember correctly, on, on deadline day, I think uh, maybe about 10 years ago, the Sky Sports reporters had to put up with a lot worse than, than dog walkers throwing their... Yeah, tennis balls. So <laughs> I don't think you should be blaming the dog walkers. Use it as, as experience. This is your this is your training ground to eventually make it in in the big time in the future, pal. Yeah. What I what I also found for when you were talking there about how you had the two games going on at once, we actually had Mac Kelly, another reporter, at the exact same. He was at, out on the same day for another Scottish Cup first round, and it was like. A few minutes in, I wasn't getting wasn't getting much word from him, so I just messaged him saying, "Did you make it to the game?" And he said, "I mate, just hit half time, had a nightmare. There's three Ross Rails playing <laughs> centre, so only got, only got to the right one with five minutes to spare before half time." Sure, the, the only I'm glad, reason- I'm glad our media team's putting in such a such a good shift. Some. Hey, we can only do as much research as we can. You guys give us the stuff. <laughs> you did not tell us that there's about 17 versions of the same team playing that day. <laughs> and well, I give a big shout out to Billy, the coach of um, uh, Blantyre Soccer Academy, who he was the one that actually overheard me t- uh, talking to the, the Moorlands coach from like four years below, saying, no, Jay, this is our game. And he was a fantastic guy. All the coaches are brilliant. I, I don't think we give them enough credit themselves. They are so accommodating. They love the coverage we give them. They actually had one of the um, the VO cameras at this game, Blantyre Soccer Academy, that we use. Yeah, so they, and they share it um, between the teams they play. So that that's a fantastic little story um, from that level. And, and Billy was fantastic with me. Helped me out. Even sometimes at these games when, you know, you're standing on a very flat surface, there's not a good vantage point. There's all the families there and you maybe just miss something. So one of the instances in my game was uh, a shot that I was standing right behind. Look, goal bound. I thought it fired in. Turns out a wee guy actually just nipped it in front, stuck his head on it. And it got all the cheers of, you know, brilliant head or something. It, it, it just literally whacked off his head. But those guys were quick to point that out, who was the goal scorer and how it actually went in. So, yeah, um, little shout out to them. That's the I love these stories. I love covering these games for the people you meet and the, the stories you pick up on. Yeah, big shout out to Billy then. Billy seems like a hero. Thanks for uh, telling Jay how to do his job properly. We've been trying to do it for years. And <laughs> can't, can't get through it. I'm so uh, just, just for that, Billy. Um, and uh, We just glossed over something uh, there. Jay, could you say someone scored a hat trick in five minutes? Yeah. yeah so that's Lewandowski's hat-trick. record just shattered. It was definitely quicker than Lewandowski's. Typical striker's hat trick, you know, first off, played through in goal, left foot, buries in the bottom corner. Second goal, right place at the right time to tap at home. And the third one, excellent first time finish with his right foot after being played in on the right. So it was a fantastic all round performance. Right, enough of you talking about it. Let's hear it from the man himself. You interviewed him after the game. Let's see what he had to say. And a hat trick today. Just how good was that? Very good. Very good. Is that the sort of performance that you were dreaming of last night? Yep. 
how good is it to play in this team and especially when you're dominating games and playing so well like that today? It feels good and you know, I thank my teammates and coaches for this br uh, brilliant opportunity. So what sort of targets are you setting for yourself as a team and for yourself personally this year? To try to get to the final in the Scottish Cup. To try to get to the final. Well, I wish you all the best. Cole, you are YFS's man of the match today. All the best. Thank you so much. Cheers. Great to hear from Cole Wetham there of Blantyre Soccer Academy after the game. Five minute hatching. That's, that's incredible. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Jay, we've given you a, a, enough of, of, of a slagging, so we'll let you off, off the hook. But um, Angus, your superior, was, was doing a game of his own, sort of covering a, a tournament at, at the weekend. Um, Angus, it was a, it's a, a, a fantastic story. Um, Tell everyone, where were you at the weekend? Why? What what, what was going on? Yeah, I was at uh, Sotting Enclosure covering the Andrew McKinley charity match. Uh, a different game from what you you would usually cover. It was South uh 2007 Blues versus an Andrew McKinnon select. Andrew McKinnon, who tragically died uh, in March playing the, the sport he loved, playing football. Um, so a couple of his... Uh, a couple of his friends' mums got together and organised this charity match to help raise money to uh, get a memorial bench at the Forrester High School, the place that he lost his life. But a very emotional day for all involved. Um, South Scene 2007 Blues came out 7-4 victors, but the result really wasn't the important part. The important part was raising as much money as possible for to get this bench and... Um, they raised just over £2,000, um, some great raffle prizes that were auctioned off. Um, but yeah, a good, a great community uh, day for to get to see so many um, people out, showing support for the family and friends, and uh, just great to go cover it. Um, but yeah, a, an emotional day, but good to go and cover. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one um, to cover, and if you, if you want to hear more about uh, that day there was a there was a video produced by one of our our, our cameramen Diggy was was out there. It's, you can view that on all of of you for all Scotland's social media platforms. But Angus, yeah, it's this one it really kind of tugs at the heartstrings. This um, Andrew McKinnon, when I, when I learned of his sad passing earlier this year, it's one that you know really touched me because we all we all played youth football and we all play it thousands of times over over our lives. And everyone that, that listens to this has done the same. And to think that one day Andrew went to football and unfortunately that was his last game without knowing, um, you know, it is, it is really, really sad to hear. I was at um, a Hibs game earlier this year uh, where they lifted a banner to say um, Forever 15 in, in honour of, of, of Andrew himself, who was, who was a Hearts fan, to, to show that, you know, um, some things are bigger than, than football rivalry and you know, this story to, to kind of break down the barriers of that Hibs Hearts rivalry, I think is something that not many things can do. Uh, and that, you know, that just is, is, is testament to, to the boy that, that, that Andrew was and, and, and all the people that, that he touched. Um, great to hear that £2,000 had been raised as well, as you said, hoping to, to kind of get that money um, to install a bench at Forrester High School, kind of overlooking where he played. That, that last game that would be fantastic if you can pull that off with the money raised and you can still you can still donate just now if anyone's listening to this um, I'm sure a lot of people in the, the youth football community will have heard of, of Andrew McKinnon and, and his story um, his, his dad uh, speaks out a lot on Twitter so um, feel free to get in touch with, um, with with his dad drop him a message if, if you were you were at the game 
Um, and you can uh, donate to the foundation forever15.org.uk and the foundation has been set up in memory of Andrew and is hoping to try and help underprivileged kids play football so for further details on that please head over to forever15.org.uk but Jay as 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 Angus touched on it sounds like it was a, a fantastic a fantastic day out to you know mark the the life of a of a brilliant young man yeah, it's really amazing what they managed to put on for him. Um, it's, it's really sad, like you said, when you hear stories like this, but it's something, you know, I reckon that bench there where he played will, you know, it will continue his memory and his story will inspire a, a lot of kids. And it's something most football fans across the country will have seen, you know, his dad's story in, in particular that he, he puts on social media. It really is such a tragic tale, but it's something that, you know, really it brings it home just, you know, how precious life is and, is only football at the end of the day but how football can really empower people and bring people together and really leave a lasting memory for those who we lose so yeah um, so we send all our wishes to his family and friends yeah, yeah like, like you were saying Adam like you were saying Adam some things some things are bigger than football it was good in Diggy Diggy's video they were he was interviewing some of the players involved and they were saying that the community really come together for that event to take place they were saying Hutchinson Vale I believe it was lent them the pitch. They had the the kits donated for the uh, Andrew McKinnon team. So I do think that stuff like this can show that football as a whole can have a greater benefit than just you know being a sport that we all enjoy. And that it can really have an impact on people's lives. Yeah, brilliant. And hopefully Andrew's legacy will um, will live on, and he will be remembered um, and and his memory of, of of being someone who was able to provide. Um, football opportunities for, for underprivileged kids through the Forever 15 Foundation and just a reminder if you'd like to donate to the foundation it's forever15.org.uk um, Now lads we all had an opportunity to play football together recently um, at the YFS Cup it's an annual event um, where New Football Scotland staff and volunteers all get together um, once a year to play against each other at football last year we were all on the winning side um, where it was current YFS versus uh, an old team of, of former staff and volunteers. But this year, it was all current because we have so many of us now. Split West and East. We've got an even divide um, here. Myself and Jay, Team West. Robbie and Angus, Team East. Robbie, what was the score? Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about this, Adam, to be honest. I can't. <laughs> what, what was it? Seven? What, was, what actually was the score? Seven, four? I tried to black this game out of my memory as much as possible. You know, you know who uh, won anyway. East Sides. <laughs> Disaster class, we can say. But I think it was it was a potentially closer game than the scoreline suggests. Or is that no, that's game? rubbish. That's rubbish. We, we, <laughs> that's rubbish, isn't it? That, that, <laughs> yeah, R- Robbie, I don't, I don't think um, it was it was even remotely close throughout the match. I actually think that the scoreline is is uh, kind to yourselves despite the, despite the heavy defeat. It could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, but Angus, you are uh, you are on the receiving end of one of my absolute pillars into the top corner. I would I wouldn't call it a pearler, Adam. I think um, it was a mistake for me. Just like half, <laughs> you just like that again. <laughs> just just like half the goals that um, the East Side conceded. Um, but look, I I did the thankless job that nobody else wanted to do. Um, 
not even goalkeeper of his youth, Robbie Captain Robbie McDonald. So um, I had to I had to take uh, take the goalkeeping shirt and uh, put that shirt on. And uh, but yeah, it was not my finest performance on the football pitch. We can say that much. Nah, it's an easy it's an easy one to slag Angus, but you did you did the good thing. You did put yourself forward. You put yourself in goals, but I it was there was a bit of a disadvantage considering that they they were the team with a proper goalkeeper two proper keepers Jay I don't know why one of you could have been born in Edinburgh or something but you and Wood put in the good shit putting me and you in the same basket when it comes to proper goalkeepers I, I don't know about that <laughs> I had to unfortunately I had to you know, deputise at centre half and my first ever actual 11 a side game um, and you know I've got 100% record so I'm, I've retired from the sport Completely, and um, I'll happily take my YFS, uh, my YFS Cup medal. Ah, it was a good, it was a good game overall. It was a good event at Stenhouse Muir. Obviously, it's good to get the the team together at the end of the season. Well, start of the season, but you know it was technically our end of end of season event. Jay, of course, you've mentioned mentioned that already. Picking up the Journalist of the Year award, well, that's. Highlight of your the highlight of your life as a whole. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was the second daylight robbery of the game, aside from me being carried at centre half. <laughs> well, we were talking. We were talking about the uh, the awards, Angus. You did pick up uh, an award yourself. You like to talk to us about your your emotions at the ceremony. Yeah, it was good. Uh, picked up an award for some of the coverage me and myself and Carl Mott did uh, in the Hibs UEFA Youth League journey. Um, some great. Some great experiences going along to Easter Road to cover um, Hibs in the UEFA Youth League um, against Mould, Nantes and Dortmund. Um, some big games, some good big crowds for those young players and some great experiences for them. Uh, and some great opportunities to interview uh, Steve Keane after the matches. And uh, I felt the coverage myself and Cam did was really good and glad to see it was uh, recognised. Yeah, the UEFA Youth League was a real high point for YFS and a real high point for Scottish football as a whole. Hibs, eh, Hibs Rangers, Celtic all putting some really good performances in against the, the top teams across Europe. And hopefully that some of these players, especially the boys from the Hibs team who did so well, will be able to progress and push themselves into the first team. Right, well, it's great to have your uh, detailed analysis of... Uh, Monday night football style analysis of the YFS Cup absolutely required for such a, a game um, that's at the level that that's at um, once again best part of the game of course my goal and Angus of his Poppadon wrists let it right in um, man of the match gun match as well great game loved every minute of it um, um, but listen that's uh, if you can call that you know a plastic trophy all you want um, you can call to be fair I think it is a plastic trophy the trophy is made of plastic nonetheless it is a prestigious competition within within the hearts of the staff members and volunteers at Youth Football Scotland but congratulations again to all the teams that have progressed throughout the first round of the Scottish Youth FA Cup that's far more um, important far more impressive than anything we achieved um, at, the, at the YFS Cup so fair play, fair play to all of you but I can't believe Takes me to the end of today's um, podcast. Great to be back. Um, you know, dust off all the cobwebs from over the summer since we all had absolutely nothing to do over the summer. You were supposed to come on and give these amazing stories, lads, about basically why we weren't there doing all these interesting things. But Robbie's um, 
visit to Korea seems to be the only thing that anybody done um, that's allowed to be said on a podcast. To be fair, so Bobby, Angus J, thank you. Goodbye.